what's up y'all hey saint tonight how art thou i have a question for you what's up um do you ever like find joy in the fact that like no matter what you wear to use the restroom all you have to do is stand up that's so random no because i've been doing that my whole life i'm just saying like because sometimes I won't go because I just don't want to have to go through the whole ordeal of sitting down and doing all the stuff. But y'all just y'all just go in there and just just stand up. It's just, it's just you just stand. Well, Dom, well you gotta take the kids swimming. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely sit down when you <laughs> when you you know. So when we potty train August. Is that going to be my job or yours? Because nah. I really don't know what that's like to potty train a little boy. I've heard you put Cheerios in the thing and let them aim for it. Well, I think I think one of the things that, that we can do, this might be TMI, but just take them with me. It's like, oh. No, that's how I potty trained uh, Eden yeah. and all yeah. and Because they have to see and observe. Yeah. But I just, I didn't know with boys if there was a, Same another thing. strategy. Now, shake son. Wow. <laughs> Go on and shake. So anyway. Get a little shimmy. Today, we're going to discuss anxiety. Anxiety is really, you know, uh, another way to discuss even the subject of fear. Yeah. Um, I think a really helpful definition to begin with is from Dan Allender in his book, The Cry of the Soul. He says, Worry and fear are first cousins. They vary in intensity, but are both forms of the same emotion. Different people fear different things with different levels of intensity, but Mm. all of us fear what we cannot control. Mm. Fear is our response to uncertainty about our resources in the face of danger. When we are assaulted by a force that overwhelms us and compels us to face that we are helpless and out of control. Fear is provoked when the threat of danger, physical or relational, exposes our inability to preserve what we most deeply cherish. Wow, that's so real. (laughs) When you think about anxiety and the different ways that you have experienced it within yourself or anxiety as experienced with people that you're in relationship with or have done ministry with, would you say that it looks that way? As in like this fear of not being able to control a particular thing that, uh, that, ex- that like looks different on different people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Cause that's what he said. For sure. Basically. For sure. And, and what's crazy is, uh, I mean, that's such a great question. I will, I will, you know, toss that same question back to you cause I would love to hear your thoughts when it comes to that. But yeah, it's, it is this, um, this this constant fear throughout my life of not the unknown and not being able to control outcomes because i think that's i think that's really one of humanity's biggest issues is is our inability to be god and our inability to to be all knowing right and our inability to know the future and it's like it is a very like creation <laughs> Like we're, we're we're automatically called to be vulnerable because we're created, and so we're outside of space, time, matter. Like we're outside of these things that 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 limits us. And you mean so inside. I'm sorry, we're we're inside. That's mm-hmm. what I'm gonna say. We're inside, and God is outside. Yes. Right. Uh, <laughs> and so because we're inside, it's like we have we have very little control, you know. And so I think that's that's one of humanity's like biggest issues. And so I think for me. You know, 
I fear so much, man, of like, like even like my 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 um love for oceanography, like it scares me. Like when we're on the ocean, and to think about like how deep this ocean is, and how we don't really know how deep it is. When we think about the the the, the galaxies, we don't know. Like a big God created this, and so like even this world that we live in. I know I'm getting deep, but I'm just saying like. It's so much to, 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 to be anxious for if we don't surrender it to the Lord. And then you take that to your personal life. It's like, man, we don't know when we're going to die. We don't know how we're going to die. We don't know how our loved ones are going to die. And so, like, it's just, like, if you don't, I think, surrender these things to God, I think that you could be in a constant state of fear and anxiety, you know? Um, and so, I don't know. I don't know, know if that even made sense all the way, but... Yeah, yeah. That, that we live in a world that is controlled by a lot of different things that we ourselves have no control, have over. No control over. Absolutely. Um, I wonder, though, when you were talking, because I always go back to the garden, because I think the garden is just really a good way of understanding what things should have been yeah. and why things are so different. And you don't see any hints in the text that there was fear or anxiety present within either uh, Adam's soul, mind, Eve's soul, mind, or even with, like within their relationship. Yeah, yeah. Because there are things that they potentially could have been anxious about. Yeah. Right? Like, okay, you told us to have dominion over the birds of the, the sea and the, 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 not the birds of the air, the fish of the sea. You told us to cultivate and subdue. Like, you gave us a job. Yeah. You gave us a work. Anytime someone tells you to do a thing, especially a big task, there's fear. Yeah. But you don't see them tripping off of that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And I think it's because they already had a really distinct and keen awareness that in all they're doing, God was with them. Yeah. And I think because of the fall, that is really the thing or the missing piece that it takes faith to say, Oh, God's actually like with me all the time. That's such so a I deep thought, wife. None, none I'm so fear. sorry. It just, it just like that's such a deep thought. Yeah, that was overwhelming. <laughs> YouTube saw it. No, the, the the reason why that's such a deep thought is because it's like when God created us, there was literally no need to be anxious for anything, and so the absence of uh, yeah, like God not being with us in the same way, like anxiety automatically and fear automatically being present uh it's, it's, so, it's so deep to me because it's like jesus coming back to restore our relationship back to the father especially saying this in the same way it's like no i not not only did i come to restore you back to back to the father and bring you salvation but also if you put your hope in me i can give you that same security that i that, that you had with me when i first created you in the garden but it's so hard. We lose sight of that. We lose sight of the fact that God wants us to, to be in peace. Because this is one of the major differences between us. That's so deep to me. Yes. Us as in people and them as in Adam and Eve is that the similarity is they, everything that they had to work with was given to them. Mm -hmm. Right? The, the, the earth, the birds. The, the 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 fish the land the garden the their bodies their hands their mind like all of it was provided yeah and so there was no lack yeah everything we have our our bodies our hands the land our gifts our intellect it's all given to us yeah. and so we don't really have to fear lack in that sense 
But the first time you see fear is when sin enters and he says, Adam, where are you? Yeah. And he's like, oh, I hid because I heard you coming and I was afraid. Yeah. And that's what I, that's what I was just thinking about. Like, I think, hope you're going to connect to my point because I was still going. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm no, sorry. go ahead. You know, I was just thinking about the anxiety and fear that you had to feel of like hearing God walk in the garden towards uh-huh. you and just like how like like they felt anxiety and fear for the first time mm-hmm. and i i just i i couldn't i couldn't imagine never feeling that feeling ever uh, yeah. before and, and, and then feeling it and feeling it but yeah, yeah it had to be very uncomfortable it's like a, to feel stress to feel stress for the first time <laughs> that's no, that had to be really weird ain't that weird to, to to sweat or to feel like you know your throat tighten up or your your mind race like to to to, to be able to experience what peace what it's like to not have peace. Yes. Not only in yourself, but to not have peace with God, but also not to have peace with your spouse. Yes. So it's all this angst in Oof. between all these different parties. Because we're born into sin. We we have those feelings at a very young age. Yeah. We can we know how it feels to be four or five and to feel uncomfortable or to feel anxious. Mm-hmm. But all they know knew was peace. Yeah. And then at an instance, they didn't feel it. That's yeah. I mean, I guess one thought could be is that uh, observing how when Adam voiced his fear, it was when there had been a a, a breach between between his relationship with God. But even his fear was not a right kind of fear, Mm. because if he was reverential towards God, he wouldn't have ran or hid from God. He yeah. would have ran towards him. Yeah. And so I say that because a lot of times, especially nowadays. Okay. So I'll say it. Let me back up. The way I tend to deal with my anxiety is not to be more humble, but to become more productive. Yeah, and so I try to work myself out of the things that are making me anxious. Oh, I'm afraid of my provision. Let me work more. Yeah. Oh, I, this isn't working let me like let me try to strategize my way to peace that's good when oftentimes the way to find peace in the midst of a struggle struggle is to simply submit hmm. but that's hard it it's is easier it's to very, work actually it, it's very it's hard. harder to take a sabbath yeah <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah because at the end at the end of the day i think when we feel anxiety or fear like what God is really after is is our rest, but we we feel like we feel like we have to kind of work to 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 get out of the 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 place that we're, we're in. But that's deep. One of the things that I thought about to your original question was um, being in a place of of feeling anxious or fearful because of my lack of control. I know for me, when I first started therapy, I it took a while for my therapist to really you know pull these pull these things out of me but one of the things that she pulled out of me um in in our sessions were was how all my life um i was i was kind of faced with this idea of death you know seeing friends die um having guns put out on me and i got into this to this routine of thinking that i can die at any, any moment and i thought that i wasn't as afraid of death um you know um like i was you know when I, when, before I started, you know, living the life that I live because I, I've been through so much. But I remember the first time I had a panic attack. I don't know if you, you remember. I mean, of course you uh, remember. Yeah. You remember. <laughs> um, I had a panic attack or whatever, and I told my therapist about how I had a panic attack about dying. Mm-hmm. I think it was like second, first year marriage. No, Eden was turning two. Yeah, so yeah. So second year. Second year. Yeah. Second year marriage or whatever. 
And I told her, I was like, I don't know where that came from. And so she did some digging. And one of the things that I found out was, like, my whole life I had, you know, had to, like, avoid death in, in, a, in a sense. And when I became married and I got a family and I felt like I had more to live for, my this this this, this stress and this trauma of dying became heightened. Mm-hmm. Like, I was just... And, and what what is the fear? Because the, the, it's not death. It's not, it's not, it's, it's, it, it wasn't death per se. It was the fact that before, when I only had myself to think about, uh-huh. I, I low key felt like, I don't want to sound morbid, like I didn't care if I lived or died. Right. But I, but I think if you, if you, if you put in, if you put in enough situations, you kind of like come to grips mm-hmm. with the fact that like, oh, if I die, I die. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to die. Right. I'm, a, I'm still afraid of dying in a sense, but if I die, I die. Right. But when I had a family to live for, you know, and I'm getting emotional even thinking about this. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like if I had, a, I got a family to live for now and, you know, like growing up without a father in my home, I think I started to just be super fearful of the idea of dying and leaving my wife and my kids. And it was just like- Why? What happens if you leave? I'm just trying to get like to the bottom bottom. So you've been my therapist right now. <laughs> uh, I, think, I think one of the things I, I started to think about was um, that if I left this earth, how impacted my children would be because of it. And how impacted you would be because of it. Mm-hmm. And not being around to even see them, mm-hmm. you know, uh, grow up and to live. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, as you know, because you were with me, I had this this, uh, this constant anxiety of dying for a couple of years. And uh, to the point where, like, I started to have panic attacks. And God just had to show me like nah like I'm call calling you to trust me in a particular type of way mm-hmm. not just with your life but also with your family wow and I had to like I had to come to grips with like nah like God God you're calling me to trust you with my whole life mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying um because it's different I think it's different when you when you not only in control of or not only not only managing your life but the life of your family now and so like i just had so much anxiety and it wasn't until i like really was honest with the lord and was saying god uh i know i spent this time trusting you with my life but not only do i trust you in my life i I trust you with jackie's Mm -hmm. i trust you with eden's Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and so just just surrendering Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying um those things to the lord it's interesting to consider how different things make different people anxious yeah so you are anxious of death leaving your family which is actually really noble (laughs) like it means like you love them yeah it it could be ego there yeah saying you know they they are god yeah they are most provided for and protected if i'm around but on the surface like it's it's actually really good no that's really good yeah but when it comes to me i don't be tripping off dying i don't I, i just don't uh, it would actually be really convenient if I just go. I do think about my kids, but I'm also a little self-centered. Where it's just like, take me to glory. We could skip all this like critical race theory and social justice warrior arguments, and like we could just <laughs> we could just be good. And nobody be talking about me no more. Well, people still gonna be talking about like, you because you know just, they're I'll losers. Be, I'll just be fine. 
Did you call him Joseph? Yeah, I mean, if you talk about somebody after they go into glory, and you still talking about, oh, she was a critical race theorist. I mean, we do that with Jonathan Edwards. We be talking about. Him. I don't talk about that man like that. Anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> my point is, the way you're anxious towards death, I deal with anxiety socially, right? And yeah. So I have super. Let's talk about it. Social anxiety. And you just be out here fearless. Like, you just be talking to Mormons. You're like, hey, let's sit down and talk for three hours, stranger. Like, <laughs> <laughs> What's up, y'all? So I've had a couple of great experiences with Compassion. Uh, the one that sticks in my mind the most is my trip with them to Kenya. Not only were we able to visit a couple of the kids that we sponsored through our tour, but we were also able to visit a family um, of a teenage girl that we sent to college and seeing the joy on her face, being able um, to be the first person in her family to go to college was just uh, something that I'll never forget. Compassion International is working to release children from poverty in Jesus's name through its one-on-one -on -one child sponsorships. When you sponsor a child through Compassion, your $38 a month will provide food, clean water, education, medical and dental checkups, and above all else, the ability to learn about Jesus and flourish through the local church. Letters from your child will keep you updated on their life and development. But your Compassion sponsorship doesn't just provide for the needs of the child. Compassion cares for the whole family. Your sponsorship will change one child, one family, and one community. There are more than 100,000 children awaiting sponsorship. To partner with Compassion in bringing sponsorship to a child today, simply text Ivy Media, that is I-V-E-Y Media, to 833-93, or go to Compassion.com slash Ivy Media. The link is also in the show notes. That's Compassion.com slash Ivy Media. Like, <laughs> like, we were on a flight, uh, what was that, two days ago? Yeah. From uh, London back to the States. And I went to Preston's uh, seat and like took some from him that the stewardess had gave him. And he was like, "Why are you taking that from me?" And I was like, "Because you're you going you can just ask them for it." He was like, "Why you can't ask them for it?" I was like, "Because I have social anxiety." Like the thought of me <laughs> saying, "Hey, stewardess, can you get this for me?" It just makes me really anxious. No, like it's 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 deep. And not speaking of flights, I remember one time he was on a flight, and you know, uh, two Mormons sat next to me, mm -hmm. and I'm looking like. This is Jesus. <laughs> was I, I looked at Jackie. Jackie was like, oh, "He's finna talk to them," <laughs> and so she just cr like cr <laughs> crawls up into this ball. And so I know, like, not to ask my wife to join this conversation, but I can't take it. okay. So where does that come from? Like, what? Like, what? Like, why is there anxiety there? Yeah, when you feel like you're in a situation where it's, you know you're somebody that you don't know. What is what is so funny is that the Lord has literally planted me in a life <laughs> in ministry where I am constantly talking to and exposed to strangers. And so I think um I think it's a lot of factors. On mm. one end I I think it's personality. Uh, and, and I only say that because when I look at Autumn, for example, yes. I, I, I see a lot of timidity and, and anxiety in her when it comes to strangers. Yeah, Autumn's the, our four-year-old daughter, just the, FYI. The difference between Autumn is that Autumn has constant practice with being introduced and having to do life with and have fun with people she doesn't know yeah or just being exposed to other people because she has siblings we have people over the house all the time and so imagine me being autumn with a kind of innate timidity but alone only child alone yeah all the time by yeah. myself and family ain't coming over 
ain't no friends, ain't none of that. It's just me, myself, and my thoughts. Then you add to that being a timid, kind of mild-mannered child in school and then bullied. Yeah. And so now I feel like, oh, strange and new people aren't safe. And so I think all of that together has made me this person who is just really... I, th- I think it's a trauma response, yeah. honestly, that when a new person comes around, I can't trust you. I don't know what you about. I don't know what you think. I don't yeah. know what you might do. And so I have to guard myself. And so because it, it, it literally feels like when I'm around certain people or newer people that I it's a, it's a circumstance I can't control. So like in ministry, yeah. if I go to a conference, I don't have that much anxiety because I've already prepared myself to be in this place. Yeah, it's when you get caught off guard. It's it's just out in the regular world, at the grocery store, in an Uber, at the mall, at the airport, <laughs> <laughs> that, that I just, I don't have control. Yeah. And so I feel extremely tense. And so all I can do is either avoid you or crack jokes. Nah, because it wasn't until our first year of marriage, because uh, I think when me and you, before we got married, we had, you know, mutual friends. And so I always saw you around people that we were cool with. But it wasn't until our first year of marriage when we started to do ministry together. And, and I would see you clam up and like, like, oh, what is this about? Like, why, you know? It actually, then I looked, it be, I was mean. Yeah, that yeah. That's the way I dealt with But that's deep. Two things that you said, though, was that, one, you said that you didn't have anybody around you to help you. And I think about mm-hmm. Autumn, because I thought your daughter is like you in so many ways, but she has an older sibling, Eden, yeah. who's extremely extra, extroverted. Yeah. And I can see how Eden is slowly but surely helping her come out of her shells in a lot. She feels secure. Mm-hmm. And she feels more confident when Eden's around. Yeah. When Eden is not around, she is like, I'm not talking to nobody, you know? And so that's deep. But also, too, I think uh, one thing that I I heard you, when I I heard, when I was hearing you speak, one thing that I thought was dope is how self-aware you are of why you're anxious. And because the fact that you're able to recall all the times you're anxious and how you're anxious and why you're anxious. anxious people are super hypervigilant. So yes. They become anxious about being anxious. But a lot of people, but it's also, <laughs> it's also the work that you've done, you know, throughout the years of I like, guess. yeah, because a lot of people don't even know why they're anxious or can't, can't identify it. it. Yes. And I think the fact that you can identify it has made you become better, you know, in a lot of ways because you are way better in your anxiety than you used to be when it comes to interaction with people. You probably don't see it, but sure. you're way better. You know what I'm saying? Because yes. you're aware. Yes. Because self-awareness am, does not, help you become better. I'm not mean. Yes. I used to be. I mean. didn't want to say I that. I was trying to avoid saying I mean, it. It's fine. I used to be mean because it's just like, stop talking to me. I don't know who you are. I don't want to talk about the weather or how the flight was. So, Leave me alone. So, so. <laughs> like, I, Small talk is the most irritating thing to it. So, let me ask you something. Because I think this this can be a lot of anxious people out there. The meanness, when the meanness happens... What what causes the meanness? Is it, are you saying, I'm going to be mean because this could stop it quickly? It, or I'm, I'm being mean because I'm like really irritated? It's not a conscious deci- decision to be mean it is simply my body's response to this intruder wow (laughs) and so it's i need you to get away from me (laughs) and stop talking to me and so now i recognize that love is what god likes and so i need (laughs) i need to walk 
and love at all times and trust him in that moment right and so one of the reasons i I probably should start praying this more when i go out in public one of the reasons why when i'm at conferences or whatever it's two reasons why i'm able to kind of temper the anxiety is that i've already prayed in advance because of it Mm. i've said god help me be loving help me have compassion help me care about the people because anxiety will make you very self-centered because all you're thinking about is how you feel how they're in your space and they're making you do this and making you talk more than 10 minutes and it's just like that is really egotistical and mildly narcissistic yeah and so love kind of makes you an other centered individual that's good um where you're able to move towards people in spite of your fears but on the other end it's also low-key in a conference setting i also have a bit of control right because i'm at a place where i'm about to speak on this stage distant from you and all i can i can say oh can i sit in the front row where i don't have to be around people so it's like having all of this control doesn't even make the Hmm. the discipline of learning how to overcome anxiety that that much of a challenge as it would be when i'm going to the airport so i just need to start actually praying when i go out in public for the same power yeah that's good that's good, but I also see God's, you know, hand and provision, not just on our lives, but also in the lives of so many other couples that I know, particularly married couples. I'm so glad I married an extrovert. Yeah, because that's what I was just about to say. Oh, man, every Uber ride is that's, such a blessing. That's you. what I was just about to say. Every introvert that I that I personally know has married an extrovert, and uh, because introverts, they, they get anxiety quick, mm-hmm. you know? And so, like, God knows how to pair, I think, in a lot of ways, uh, two people together. Because I'm your buffer in a lot of ways, and Question. you're bu- my buffer in a lot of ways. So, what is an extrovert? Because you're, you're a different extrovert. So, I know some extroverts, they get anxiety from silence. No, I'm not that I don't one. do well with them. Because it's that's just the like, reason oh, why, oh, you, you, you got to talk all the time. That's the reason why I'm such good friends with introverts. So I'm saying, what, 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 in a public setting, what would be, well, you, your, your anxiety would probably be, I don't want somebody to come up in here so I, and shoot me. It would be associated with death and violence. No, my, my, <laughs> no, my anxiety, my anxiety takes place when I'm around people where I don't, I, I can't read them and I don't trust them. Interesting. And so, like, that's, that, that's my anxiety. And because you can't read them and can't trust them, what is the fear that they will do what? anything i don't know i'm watching you because that that's you don't think that's associated with violence and fear of death yeah i think it is see yeah that's what i said your fears always kind kind of land back on violence and death well not even violence or death just anything that's just dis- untrustworthy like you might steal something of mine or you might steal something of you know of my wife so you might try to hit on my wife i don't know i don't know i don't know you and i don't mm-hmm. trust you but if I, I if i feel like i can read a room and if i feel like i can read my environment i'm not as anxious interesting you know um and so yeah but i i, I don't have a fear of like you know having a conversation with somebody but so in the scriptures there's a lot of passages and scenarios and narratives around anxiety so there's there's the, the the passage that says be anxious for nothing there's cast your cares on god for he cares for you there is uh 
Matthew 6, I believe, where uh, God talks about, you know, caring for the birds that neither sow nor reap. And so don't be anxious about what you'll wear and eat for yeah. God that loves them and all that. He loves you. It's one of my favorite passages. I'm, I'm all over the place. Then you have, I think, uh, narratives that can kind of focus on fear, like even David and Goliath in First Samuel 14, I think, where you have this big old giant coming to face uh israel and it says that the people including saul were afraid therefore they wouldn't go out and fight or you have peter and jesus walking on the water and peter is afraid and therefore he sinks and so i guess what is it about god that we need to trust and believe and this is a really broad question that can help us overcome our minor fears yeah i i think I think truly believing that he is God once and that he's with us. Because I think to go back to the whole Jesus on the boat, they were literally mad that Jesus was sleeping. Oh, you brought up another one. Yeah, that's good. Oh, yeah. Um, Oh, yeah. Yeah. They were were mad that Jesus was sleeping on this boat, Mm -hmm. even though this storm was happening. Mm -hmm. And so when they wake up Jesus, they're like, Jesus, aren't you concerned? That we finna die. And so I think the I think the the beautiful thing that we can see there is that the, if the God of the universe is on the boat with you resting, why are you not resting? If he's with you, mm-hmm. why are you concerned? And so like I think I think what that shows us is if God is here and yeah, he's yeah. resting, we should be resting just like him. Yeah. And so like <laughs> What is the E? I felt it. Yeah, and so I, I think that's. Me. I think I think that I, I love that story because it's like, man, like God is sleeping, and so the fact that God is sleeping, I feel like they should have known, like, man, we're good, and we have to remind ourselves of the same thing that no, like, if God is with us, why are we afraid? Wow. What, what what's helpful there is anxiety is both. Sometimes logical mm-hmm. and emotional. Yeah. And so if you're on a boat with winds and waves and it says that the water was going into the boat. Yes. And it's moving and going crazy. It's fair to say to be afraid. We about to be on the bottom of the ocean. We're about to in die a, in a minute. That's the that's the logical part, and the logical part engages all your fight or flight responses. Yes, and so y- your anxiety is is up, and so that's probably why they came to Jesus all crazy because they not they not thinking right. You don't care about us. <laughs> that's probably what they did when they walked to Jesus. You don't care. You don't see the wind. You don't feel that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to be serious. Okay, yeah, yeah. I think a part of like trying to to because f- overcoming fear and anxiety, I think it's going to be a lifelong thing for all of us while we exist in this this volatile earth. But I think a part of it is d- developing a discipline of the mind where you have to consider reality in the moment. And so the reality is God is here. What does that mean? It means that He is sovereign over what over winds and waves, but also my life. Also, why is God here? He's here to die. Where? On a cross, not a boat. So all of these factors help us to realize if I am here with him, the winds and the waves have someone that is more supreme than them. And the winds and the wave have someone here that will not overcome us because if it overcomes us then it overcomes him and he's not here to die in this moment on this boat. Yeah, that's that's, that's so good. So let me me say this. Let me get 
it so I think I say the point of like what do we believe about God because I'm not saying that it doesn't make anxiety go away I'm not saying that it doesn't make the feelings unreal I'm saying that it helps us to move through them where the anxiety isn't debilitating us and controlling all of our behavior mm-hmm. that's what I mean yeah that's so good that's so good and what what that made me just think about is just how how God created me. And I know I'm a very logical person, which is the reason why I love apologetics. I love studying science and oceanography and space. I like I, I like to because I love to come with logical arguments to try to reach people, right? And so a lot of times, you know, my fear in the same sense because God has created me that way, my fear um comes out of thinking about things logically huh. like if this yeah, happens yeah. like, yeah, it's, like rational. it's rational it's yeah. rational and so what, what i think god is also calling us to do is not to be irrational to trust them but to be logical but just in a different way which is to say okay yeah th- this wave's about to it's about to overtake this boat and we can die but the logical thing is not merely reminding yourself that god is sovereign over the waves, but reminding yourself of how God is sovereign over the waves. Because logically, God is the one who created the waves. And so if I serve a God who created the same things that I'm afraid of, and he loves me, logic says he's going to protect me, right? And so like, and so I think when we think about God in a lot, like when we think about our fears in a very logical way, and it puts us into the state of anxiety, Mm -hmm. I think that we have to think about God in a logical way as well. Yeah. And it's like, no, if God, the God of the universe yeah. who created these waves, or it not, might not be waves in your situation, it, it might be whatever mm-hmm. your, your situation is. N- there's nothing that exists yeah. that God didn't create, yeah. right? And so if he loves you and he's for you, all things are going to work out for the good of those who love God and call according to his purpose. And so reminding ourselves of that simple truth that no god is for us and so like that's just something that i have to remind myself consistently and then like precedent the god of the universe i was talking to you about because uh, i've been studying david and goliath for uh glory yeah and how it was really getting to me how uh, david comes to goliath and he says hey you know you come to me with a javelin and with a spear and with a sword. You got all these weapons. You like you big than a mug. And you got an armor bearer. Yeah. And so for me to fight you, I gotta fight him first. Mm-hmm. Like that's a really terrifying thing. Yeah. <laughs> like I would be afraid too. Like this dude is like nine foot tall. It's ridiculous. Yeah. But he 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 comes to do and he says, You come to me with all of your resources. And I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. I was interested in the fact that he called on God as the Lord of hosts, not the Lord of lords, not the Alpha and Omega. Go ahead and break it down for us. Messiah, not the Savior God. Lord of hosts, which is a military term. Mm. He employs the name of God that represents the fact that God fights for his people. And I thought about that even more. How if he comes to this giant, this big, bulky, strong dude who could rightly kill him 
and he comes to him with the military God that that should, uh, what's the word, pacify all his fears. But then I thought about Matthew 28 and how it says, hey, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, well, baptizing them in the name you. of that. You're going yeah. too fast. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And guess what? I, Jesus, will be with you until the end of the age. And you before that preach. chapter, he says, God has given me all authority in heaven and earth. I say all that to say, so much of our fears are because we forget who's with us. It's like God himself. Can you imagine that? Yeah. The sovereign, supreme, all-powerful, omniscient, yes. strong, loving, compassionate, foreknowing, victorious Lord of hosts. All of it. Mega God being with you. Because all of those names. In the mall with these strangers. Because the, 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 those two. <laughs> Those two different things. I Matthew should be 28. the most courageous person on earth. Yeah, because Matthew twenty-eight and that and the David and Goliath story is two different situations, but it's God being for His people, what they what He needs for them to be at that at that particular moment. And so it's like it's nothing that we will go through that God isn't isn't equipped for to help us and to get us through. Whether we're fighting, whether we're making disciples, and so that's really good. It's, it's I just I think it's important and I've been I've been meditating on it a lot like to to have the fullness of God's personality with you. That's good. Yeah, that, that's a I, I think if we all including myself because I am a very fearful and, and anxious person. I think if we just somehow are able to believe that, like moment by moment, we would have way more courage than we even know possible. Yeah. Um, and so, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that's really, really encouraging. And, it, I, and I think some people might look at me and you and be like, oh, Preston is not fearful and Jackie is fearful. It's like, no, we're all fearful. No, it just manifests. It just manifests, manifests itself differently. Yeah. And so, like, cast your cares on Jesus. For he cares for you. Yes, he cares for you too, Jackie. Even right. when you're in the mall and somebody walk up and say, "Hey, Jackie," he does. Sometimes I feel like he don't because it's like, "Why the here?" He could have sovereignly moved him to go the other way, but here we are. All right, y'all. Peace. Thirty minutes with the Perrys is a production of Ivy Media Podcast, edited by Angie Elkins, video recording and audio production by Kim Powell, artwork by Hop, and music by Swoop. Join us on Patreon for early access to With the Perry's episodes and other exclusives. You got two options. You can go to www.patreon.com forward slash with the Perry's or just go ahead, scroll. You'll find the link in our show notes. We are the Perry's. Thank y'all for listening. Now go with God. <laughs>